If you would, I'd like to turn your Bibles this evening to the book of 2 Kings. 2 Kings, and we're going to be looking at chapter 4. And I'm praying that tonight will be a message that would remind us of the importance of the things that we do and how we do it. You know, too many churches today, there's too many people that are that are willing to throw away everything that they've been brought up with. I've heard some say that they don't want anything to do with the blood anymore. That's just too, uh, too gruesome to put our children through. I've heard others speak on uh, uh, the, the formality of the service. We need to get in for them. We need to dress down. We need to we need to just sit back and relax a little bit. I mean, there's nothing wrong with the way we dress. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying there's too many that are uh, that would look at somebody that was maybe dressed a little a little bit like I am, maybe or something, and they they think, well, shoot, who does he think he is? You know, and even uh, even just the things that we have have been brought up with in our in from our youth all the way up. The way we serve the Lord, the way we practice the worship of the Lord, so many are wanting to throw every bit of that away. I don't, I don't understand that. I, under, I, I understand what their idea is. The less uh, formal you are, the, the better off people will receive you. But, you know, being formal inside of a worship hour is something that I think is necessary. God's here, number one. We're in this place where God has promised to meet with us, and the formality of, of uh, uh, the way that we product, we uh, carry on our services, I believe, is uh, what the the men of old, uh, men that have stood behind this pulpit for decades, have led this church in. So many are just wanting to throw things away anymore, and I'm not talking about us here. I'm just telling us here tonight: uh, take a warning, be careful. Be careful of the new things that so many churches are getting involved with today in the name of worship. Uh, you know, you see all these billboards that talk about a contemporary service and they talk about a, a uh, what do they call it? A traditional service. My mind sometimes, it just goes and it just says, I've, I've left you. <laughs> But you know, and it is it is sad that folks just cannot remember the way it was and stick to the old paths. Amen. I like the old paths. I like the old time worship. I like old time. I like the old time religion. You know, a, a lot of times people kick on that on that phrase. But I'll be honest with you, the old time religion that was that we were brought up in is the religion that, that leads to real worship. Amen. It talks about something special. And as I look at 2 Kings in chapter 4, was a man of God that done something miraculous here. Of course, all through 2 Kings you see these these different traits where the man of God, Elisha, had done many miles before he talked. Uh, uh, we see uh, uh, the woman who, whose son was raised from the dead. We see, uh, we see in this chapter where 
Elisha had made the, the, the axe head to float that was lost, and there's a great significant lesson to be learned there. But tonight we're going to be looking at the meal or the, uh, the, the pot of pottage that was made poison. And I simply entitled this, Being Careful to Not Poison the Worship of God. Anytime you bring something new into the worship hour, you're, you're in danger of poisoning the wherewithal, the sanctity of worship. The worship But tradition, and don't be afraid of that word tradition because Paul used it very well when he talked about the fact that we need to stick to the traditions that we've been taught. And ways of uh, performing worship. You know, the Bible states that, that he said that uh, uh, speaking to these men of God, he said, I'm going to leave you here to get things set in order. You know what? I believe there ought to be an order in the house of God. I believe there ought to be a, a following of an order that was being set forth for ages and, and eons. We have, we, have seen, we have seen the practice of worship, the way that we do Worship is something that has not changed in this church ever since her conception or inception. But as I look at this today, we're going to look at verse 38 down through verse 44. The Bible came again to Gilgal. And the sons of the prophets were sitting before him. And he said unto his servant, Set on the great pot, and seethe pottage for the sons of the prophets. And one went out into the field to gather herbs, and he found a wild vine, and he gave his lap full, and he came and shred them into the pot of pottage, for they knew them not. In other words, they didn't really know what this was. It just kind of looked good to him, you know. It kind of pleased his eyes. And I'm telling you folks, that's the very same thing that so many churches are getting in trouble with today. The things that the world is pleased with, listen, the world's not going to be pleased with a church that's really worshiping God. So tied up in this thing of, of the world loving you because if you're going to worship God the way God wants to be worshiped, the world Now listen to this. Again, he got and he cut it all up and he put it in the pot, but they didn't know what it was. In verse 40 it says, So they poured out for the men to eat. And it came to pass, man of God, Man, I'll tell you what, that's a message. And if you remember, back years ago, I preached that message, death in the pot. You can the whole worship hour by that don't belong there. And they cried out, there's death. But he said, then bring meal, and he cast it into the pot. And he 
that they may eat, and there was no harm in the pot. There came a man from Balsashia and brought the man of God bread of the first fruits, twenty loaves of barley, and four ears of corn in the husk thereof. And he said, Give unto the people that they may eat. And his servitor said, What should I He said again, Give the people that they may eat. For thus saith the Lord, They shall eat and shall leave thereof. So he set it before them, and they did eat and left thereof according to the word of the Lord. There was plenty, and they had more to spare. Our most gracious and divine Heavenly Father, Lord, as we bow before your throne tonight, we do so with thankful hearts. We thank you, dear God, that we're a part of a church that still stands by the old ways. We thank you, O God, that we still sing the old songs of Zion and preach the old word of God. Lord, I pray that you'll continue to bless this congregation. Lord, to come, but the months to come. Lord, I pray continue to feed and lead and guide this flock. You would give them, dear God, everything that they stand in need of to walk according to thy precepts and according to thy word, according to the traditions of old. Father, I pray that you'll help this body never to switch, never to change, never to seek after something that's not going to be satisfying. Lord, I pray that you will just bless us tonight. We're praying for the salvation of lost souls, but we're also praying, O oh God, that you would immensely bless your body. Bless your church in this location. May she continue to be that light that shines in a dark world. Lord, bless us. Watch over us. Forgive us our sin in Christ's name. And amen. Emmanuel, our message tonight shows the harm that can come by changing the way of worship or even the word of God. Some try today to make worship less evasive of real worship but this change can ruin what God intends his people to enjoy during worship would you notice how this occurs first of all this occurs by adding the when it comes to worship listen there is a set way that the word of God has laid out for his people to worship through the preaching of his word. The Bible states here in the, the book of, of 2 Kings in chapter 4, verse 38 and 39, and there was a dearth in the land, and the sons of the prophets were sitting before him, and he said unto his servant, Set on the great pot and seethe pottage for the sons of the prophets. And one went out into the field to gather herbs and found a wild vine and his lap full and he came and shred them into the pot of pottage for they knew them not. He found a, a wild out of the norm so to speak. 
say worship service should be looked at very cautiously. I'm not saying that all new things are, are ought to be avoided, but this one thing I do know, if it's not in the norm of, of the tradition of the church of worship and praise and honor and glory, you need to stop and back up and look at it with a magnifying glass to make sure what the church not going to set aside the worship of God is not going to do something that makes the worship of God less effective and less beneficial. In Galatians chapter 1, we'll go over here for just a moment. We just uh, covered this not too awful long ago, but in Galatians chapter 1 and verse 10, the Bible says now, for do I now persuade men or God? Or do I seek to please men? For if I yet please men, I should not be the servant of Christ. You know, here, we understand what is being said in, the, in what we see today, and I've talked to many people in, in the realm of, uh, of church setting, and I've heard people say, well, we just, we just want to be pleasing to everybody. We just want to do what makes it good for everybody. But the fact of the matter is, when God's people are where they for them regardless of what the world outside thinks. That's what I'm getting at here tonight. Why do we want to change what's proven? Listen, if you start doing something against the proven method of success in a church, you're bound to find yourself in a heap of sorrow. You're bound to see things begin to fall apart at the seams. You're bound to see uh, uh, families begin to get up and walk away. Listen, I want you to know something today. People are looking for something that's real when it comes to church anymore. People are looking for something that's authentic. And listen, I want you to know something. That's what you have here. You have something. And people get a hold of it and they feel it when they walk in the house of God. They feel that change. In 1 Thessalonians and chapter 2, 1 Thessalonians in chapter 2. Notice what it says here in these first 13 verses of Scripture. 1 Thessalonians in chapter 2, the Bible says, For yourselves, brethren, know our entrance in unto you, that it was not in vain, but before we were shamefully entreated, as you know, at Philippi. We were both gospel of God which with much contention for deceit nor of uncleanness nor in guile but as we were allowed of God to put into trust with the gospel even so we speak not as pleasing men but God which trieth our hearts for neither at any time use we flattering words as you know, nor our cloak of covetousness, God is witness. Nor of men sought we glory, neither of you, nor yet of others. When we might have been burdensome as the apostles of Christ, but we were gentle among you, even as a nurse cherished her children. 
So being affectionately desirous of you, we were willing to have imparted unto you not the gospel of God only, but also our own souls, because ye were dear unto us. For you remember, brethren, our labor and travail for laboring night and day, because we would not be chargeable unto any of you, we preached unto you the gospel of God. Ye are witnesses, and God and justly and unblameably we behaved ourselves among you that believe. As you know how we exhorted and comforted and charged every one of you, as a father doth his children, that God, who hath called you unto his kingdom and glory. Now here's the verse I want you to think about. For this cause also thank we God without ceasing, because when ye received the word of God, which ye heard of us, ye received it not as the word of men, but as the word of truth, the word of God, which effectually worketh also in you that believe. That's the reason why tonight that I believe these self-help books that that try to get a, a, you know, a new way of worship going. You know, I get those things in the mail all the time out here in this in this mailbox and the mailbox at home. You get that what I call junk mail, file thirteen mail. It's the mail that that shows you how to how to build a church. You know how to build a church. You know what they say. They want you to bring in all these different attributes of the world. Have, uh, have these, uh, these times set aside where people can do whatever they want. That's what makes them feel good. That makes them comfortable. Listen, the real word time does it. Sometimes the real word of God pricks our hearts. Convicts us of our sins. Sometimes the real word of God gets us exactly where we need to be on our knees. It's not always comfortable, is it? But it's always needful. God needful in the house of God when it comes to worship. Listen. Anything which is added to enhance a worship service, again, should be looked upon cautiously. You know, willing to change the norm of real worship hour, the preaching hour, just to try to please men. I worry about that, and I see younger preachers that are that are even more and more. I had a I had a young preacher come to me the other day, and and he just and he just started. Listen, he's already awful questionable. Listen. You know what the, you know what you're supposed to do behind the pulpit. You're to you're to exhort. You're to teach. You're to rebuke. You're to uh, you're to uh, uh, preach the word of God. That's what you're charged to do. That's what you're charged to do to feed the flock of God. Now listen. I want you to know something, and and I think this is this is a a, a bad road for these young preachers to start going down. Is not to delegate the power of the of the ministry uh, uh, to to anything and everybody that comes along. 
I believe the word of God ought to be preached. I believe it ought to be taught by the pastor. The word ought to be brought forth in, in such a way that the people are fed and led thereby. It's kind of hard when everybody's gathered around asking questions about this and you tell me what you think, I'll tell you what I think. Listen, that's no way to lead a church and it's no way to teach a people. The Word of God has to be preached. The Word of God has to be a way that... Listen, it's not hard to understand what God's Word wants out of you if you're a Christian. If you're saved by God's amazing grace, it's not hard to get a hold of what God's Word's saying because His Holy Spirit is moving upon your spirit even now as I'm speaking in this house today. Listen, I know that you understand and know exactly what I'm getting at here. I believe in worship. I believe in old time, old time worship. I don't believe in changing things just to make people feel good. Just to try to get more and more people in the church. Listen, the exactly what God's word says. You go out to the highways and hedges and compare. Yes, that's not just the responsibility of the pastor. That's the responsibility of all God's children. You go out into the highways and hedges. You tell them about Jesus. You invite them. You know what? That's the very same thing my wife and myself done today with a new lady we just met. Listen. All you got to do is invite them to church and talk to them about Jesus. That's the best way to get people in the church. That's the best way to see a church grow is to set back. You give the gospel. You do what you're supposed to do and wait a minute, God's going to do the rest, not you. Filling the house with people is not, not the responsibility of the, of the individual. I was talking about uh, filling the house and saving people. You know what? You hear this all the time. You go out and you, you invite people to church and you ask them if they want to go to hell and they say, of course they're not going to say yes. I have yet to see one person tell me they want to go to hell. I've had people say they don't want to go to heaven. I know where they're going if that's the way they die. But listen, the thing that we're supposed to do is preach the gospel. Wait on God to grant the increase. Amen. Don't worry about the increase. That's God's power. That's all in the hand of God. All we're supposed to do as, as members of this body is to preach the glorious gospel. Amen. Tell others about Jesus. That's a way to build a church. Just tell others about Jesus. Listen, the Holy Spirit will take the word and, and apply it to the heart. And that's how people are coming to the salvation of the Lord. God's of our forefathers should be followed closely. In 2 Thessalonians in chapter 2 and verse 15, the Bible Let me get there. I'm in 1 Thessalonians. 2 Thessalonians in chapter 2 and verse 15. The Bible states this. You know, we are to stand firm in the things that's been brought to us. Verse 15 says, Therefore, brethren, stand fast and hold the traditions which you have been taught whether by word or our epistle. That word tradition there is paradosis. In the Greek, and it means ordinances and it means teachings. In other words, the way that we are to conduct business in the house of God as far as worship is concerned. Paul stated, 
Listen, I'm going to leave you here that you may set things in order. <clears throat> and believe it or not, you know that's where we're supposed to be tonight, doing exactly the way we've been taught. Don't put anything in the pot, folks. Don't mess up the pot. If this old pastor is ever gone, listen, you get another pastor, you make sure that he stays with the old traditional truths. You make sure that he stays make sure that he walks in the ways that was once delivered to the saints of old. You make sure that, that the traditions are kept to. Again, that word traditions is the teachings and ordinances of the church. In Philippians in chapter 4, go back just a little bit and notice this. Philippians, I can't believe it's already that close to 8 o'clock. Seems like I just got started. Philippians in chapter 4, verse 1, the Bible states this, Therefore, my brethren, dearly beloved, and long for my joy and crown, so stand fast in the Lord, my dearly beloved. Stay with the stuff. to myself not to be a preacher with itching ears. In 2 Timothy in chapter 4 the charge that was spoke to me during the during my ordination service my dad preaching this charge to the man of God he said this I charge thee therefore before God and the Lord Jesus Christ who shall judge the quick and the dead at his appearing in his kingdom preach the word be instant in season and out of season. Reprove, rebuke, exhort with all long suffering and doctrine. For the time will come when they will not their own lust shall they heap to themselves teachers having itching ears. You know what? If you got a man like that, if you got a man that all he's going to do is do exactly what you want him to do instead of what God wants him to do. How God, how the Holy Spirit deals with his heart when he's sitting in his study. Listen, if you got a man that's going to walk away from them old foundational truths, you got a man that can lead this church astray if you're not careful. Don't put anything in the pot that's going to destroy the church. Poison the word of God. Don't put anything in a pot that's going to pour and talk down through the years for 103 years almost. No, it is, isn't it? Yeah, this is the 30th. Yeah, 103 years was day before yesterday. This church has been here 103 years. Folks, I want you to think about this now. What do you think about what do you how would the how would those first pastors of this church think about us today? I hope they would think stay where you're at. Keep doing what you're doing. That's how we got started. You keep doing it. I think about Brother Meadows and other men that stood behind this old pulpit here. And I wonder what they may be thinking tonight if they were able to see What's going on at the Emmanuel Missionary Baptist Church, the old Laurel Chapel? 
What would they think about us? Have we kept true to the faith that was once delivered to the saints? ideas of our worship and how we ought to worship in the, in the fear and admonition of the Lord. Don't get you a man that has itching ears. It's hard when everybody has their own idea of what truth is. This is the man of God's work as well as the teacher. Preach the word of God. Now secondly, When it's wrong, make it right. You very thing here in the last few weeks. There was a mistake made, and and I keep telling this young man, listen, if it's wrong, just make it right. You know that's what Elisha did when he found the pot had poisoned. When they had the gourds that were poisoned and messed the whole pot up, the man of God simply said, bring me the meal. You know what he was saying? Listen, just stay with the word, amen. Bring the So many today have found themselves in a position where Maybe they know that what's going on is not right, but they're not willing to step up and say anything about it. Friend, this is the reason why I've told you men in the prayer room, listen, if there's everything, anything that I've ever done that's going to lead this church astray, you get me aside and you talk to me. You get me aside and say, Preacher, this is not the way we need to go. It's not. Listen, if I ever do that, you be sure and put, pull me aside. And say, listen, we got to fix this. That's what Elisha done. Elisha, what did he do? He put the meal into the messed up pot. You know what happened? He was able to eat it again. Folks, I want you to know something. All you got to do is just make it right. Amen? Pray that this church has not done anything that's contrary to the word of God down through her existence. We need to make it right, amen? We need to make it right. Think about it. A lot of to the pot. You know what happened? He got it to where they could eat it. Listen, if we feed the Word of God, you don't have to worry about it. If we feed what God's Word says, listen, you don't have to worry about bringing in all these uh uh, little work books or whatever it is that that they do today's uh, new church uh, society want to they want to put all these things into the worship hour. Listen, make it right, fix it, get rid of it, and all you need is is the word that'll feed you the living bread. Amen. This is what you're going to be fed upon. This is what's going to make it right. All down through your life, it'll make it right. He cast it into the pot in the mill. Which he cast into the pot was probably flour or meal. It was the Hebrew word which would mean to it was ground flour or, or meal of some sort. To make a worship service right again, you must go back to the proven remedy. God's word, God's way. 
You see, God's got a recipe for the feeding of a church. Everything that you got to do, you use the Word of God in everything, and you'll feed the church. You'll give them what they need. In 2 Timothy 4 and 12, or 4 and 2, again, Paul simply said to Timothy, preach the word. Don't delegate your, your responsibility to anybody else. In 2 Timothy 3 and 5, you see, you see the problem that's in a lot of churches today. They have a, having a form of godliness, but denying the power thereof from such turn away from. Listen, people don't want to be taught anymore. I thank God for Emmanuel. Listen, you can teach anything here. Men, men that come here say, I love preaching at Emmanuel. You, they, they, they can take the word and eat it. Folks, that's good. There are some churches that you can't do, you, you, you'll, get, you'll almost get run off in. Preach the word. Preach the word. Now, lastly, I want to come here in 2 Kings 4 and 41, the Bible that they meet. What did John 21 say? Listen, in John chapter 21, we, don't, we want to look at this for just a moment, and I want you to think about Peter, the, the question that Jesus Christ asked this great apostle. He asked him three times, do you love me? Peter said, well, yea, Lord, you know I love you. You know what he said? Feed my sheep. He said, feed my lambs. Then in verse 17, he says, Simon, son of Jonas, lovest thou me? And Peter was grieved because he said unto him the third time, Lovest thou me? How many times did, did old Peter deny the Lord Jesus Christ? He denied him three times. Christ just simply asked him three times, Do you love me? He said, Yeah, Lord. He said unto him, Lord, thou knowest all things. Thou knowest that I love thee. Jesus said unto him again, Feed my sheep. You know what? That's what people need to do. They just need to be fed. How, how are they fed? The Bible says that the man of God who is thoroughly furnished should feed the whole counsel of God. Folks, I do believe that if you go back here and look at this, this sound room here with all the cassettes and all the CDs, there's no doubt that this man of God has fed the whole counsel of God down through the last 20 years. Nearly 20 years. I don't think there's anything I haven't covered. But folks, I want you to know something. That's how church grows. That's how a pastor grows. By continually digging and feeding upon the good pot. Amen. The good word of God. Listen, Elisha just simply said, bring me something and I'm going to feed you. He, brought, he put the meal in. And there was a hundred men there. And he told his servants, said, listen, you set them all down. We're going to feed today. 
You know the one thing that that significantly teaches? That the Word of God is sufficient. Amen? It is sufficient to fill all your needs. can answer every one of them and you'll still have many more to learn from. Amen? Amen. That's what he's saying here. And at 2 Kings in chapter 4 when Elisha said, you set them down because I'm going to feed them and there's going to be extra left over. They couldn't believe it but listen, what happened? He fed them and there was extra left over. Just like the word of God, it keeps giving, folks. I can bring you the same scripture and I can read and, and preach the word of God. I can perform, a, 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 I can make a message out of, out of one portion of scripture and I can come back the next week and make a message up on the same portion. You know why? Because his word keeps giving. Now listen, it doesn't change, but it just keeps giving. There's more things that the word of God brings to our attention Every time you dig into it, hey, listen, it's good for the soul. What is that book I saw? Chicken Soup for the Soul? You know what? This Word of God here is bread for the soul. Somebody says, I see several giggling. You know what I'm talking about. I can't remember where I saw that at. Might have saw it over at the Christian bookstore, maybe. Chicken Soup for the Soul. Listen, I want you to know something. This is bread for your soul, this will feed you to your fool. Listen, I've stated some things in here tonight that a lot of people around this world do not like, especially when it comes to the way churches worship. I just happen to believe that old time worship is the best way, amen? I believe that coming into the house of God with a reverential fear upon you as knowing that God is in this place, that right there makes all the difference when it comes to worship. But we sing praises, we hear the word of God. Worship is being made, folks. We don't need any bells and whistles. All we need is God's holy word and God will bless his people. Let's all stand, please.